welcome back to another episode of MC You Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Jude, and as you can tell, uh, I'm leading this one solo today. Trey, it's his turn to have issues, feel under the weather, something come up, and you get me today. You know, this has been an unorthodox review recap of She-Hulk for us. Um, you know, wonderful Leah filled in for me a couple of weeks ago. I got in and then we had the great leech on um, for them and to talk about the things they're working on with their 3D printing and streams and all the wonderful work that they're doing. And I truly appreciate both of them turning from guest <laughs> last moment uh, for me. Um, and this week we didn't have a guest lined up, so we're just going just me today. A couple of things that I want to make sure that we, I do get is a reminder that, you know, if you are listening to this on Monday, we do do our rewatches, uh, on the discord at 7 PM central time. And, you know, this is going to be an interesting rewatch as we talk about the, get to rewatch the penultimate episode as we go into um, the finale looking ahead. Some of the things Trey and I are looking at doing is, you know, uh, werewolf by night, uh, dropped a couple of days ago, uh, from when this is being recorded or from when you're listening to this. Um, and we can't wait to get into that one. I have some ideas of how we want to do this, but we definitely going to make sure we have that covered. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a break as we wait for Wakanda forever to, I don't know, kind of have our own uh, set of topics that we've been dying to to jump into. You know, maybe another bracket episode uh, coming your way as well. So, but if you downloaded this episode, you were here to listen to a recap on the most recent episode of She-Hulk entitled Ribbit and Rip It. So if you're not familiar, we're going to start off uh, with some pre-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll get into um, the most important topics. For me, pre-spoiler thoughts, I loved this episode. Um, you know, and I mean, that's, it's no surprise there, but I, I will say the, the biggest thing is for, for going into a finale, I like the way that this episode just still felt like a standalone. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that after the spoiler zone, but it, I still got sucked in. Like, and and I think what's important to that is for me thinking about the finales of previous Disney Plus shows and kind of having that fear of like, oh man, what are they going to do? Is this just going to be a fight at the end, you know, and and stuff? And I and I felt like the way they handled this. Uh, second to last episode was was really really well done, and um, I'd like to <laughs> to to go ahead and just jump into the spoiler zone so we can dive into a little bit more of that. So with that, we're going to play our spoiler cue, and anything after the spoiler cue is going to be fair game for all of She Hulk. And at this point, looks like everything in the MCU. We will see you on the other side. And I'm back. I just noticed I keep saying we as if Trey's here, um, but Trey's always with us. Uh, so we'll just do that. Um, think of it this way. 
So the most important topics is I thought about it. Um, tried to get clever. I'm not as clever as uh, Trey, but we're going to go with Blind Date, which is going to cover basically the beginning of the episode um, and Jen meeting Murdoch and coming up through essentially when she gets the call to go help her client. And we'll start that section calling, calling it Leaping Into Action. She goes to help Leapfrog. Um, and then end with the most important topic of what kind of twist uh, as just sets us up for what I hope and what should be a really, really good finale. So the first thing that sticks out to me in this episode is, you know, we, we get the setup with Leapfrog um, and then it jumps right into, you know, and, and the ridiculousness of it, uh, which I, I really find interesting. I really like. And actually, it reminds me a little bit of the comics from what led up to civil war in the comics, meaning the, the, the reason why they had this registration act for superheroes in the civil war, original civil war, uh, comic line was you were having these heroes such as leapfrog basically make mistakes and a lot of collateral damage was happening. And so the thought was, you know, we can't just have, random heroes running around, you know, there needs to be some kind of training. There needs to be some kind of accountability. And in the comic, you know, unfortunately it was a tragic accident near a school, you know? So in the comic, it wasn't just something goofy. It, it was really, they, they amped it up. They leveled it up in Ed Marvel and really tried to make it something that, that puts you in a position to say, yeah, like this, this is the kind of stuff that can't happen. Um, whereas like this show is really kind of leaning into that with leapfrog and this kind of ridiculousness of all of these, you know, people with abilities and powers go back to, you know, Mr. Immortal. Um, and, and because it's interesting, there's this assumption while Mr. Immortal isn't good in, in any way in terms of like how he was treating uh, these women and these, these ex-wives and, and exes. Um, but it, it's interesting because you don't have and on the one hand, Oh, I'm going to either be a good or bad, a villain. Right. Um, and even this episode, the last episode leans into that where you go to uh, maybe Blonsky's retreat and you have these heroes and they're trying to work out these issues. Um, and so they really like getting into this human side. And so with leapfrog, I found it really interesting of like, here's this, you know, trying his best. Um, but really coming across as like, I like the lifestyle. I want, you know, to be this, to be loved and to have these powers rather than really understanding what, comes with it, you know, kind of like what we saw with Kate Bishop, how the, you know, taking in the glamorous and, and, um, Clint Barton's trying to say, Oh, look, this is what you're asking for is tough work. It is not an easy lifestyle. And, and you can see, you know, they did a really good job of showing leapfrog, not really, um, I'd say having the maturity to understand that. In that, I love that there was a really, for me, nice tribute to Iron Man 1, where Leapfrog tries to take off in the boosters, and you have that shot of Leapfrog moving into the air, and just like we're in Iron Man 1, you see him coming towards the camera, 
where his boosters freezes and he falls uh, back to the ground. But this time it's um, at least up to this point, we think it's a malfunction. Um, so I really liked that um, tribute work there. Um, the Luke Jacobson scene, really fantastic uh, interaction um, where, you know, Walters is put into a position where she has to do her job, but also knows and understands like, oh, this kid's going to mess up this uh, relationship, friendship. Neither can you have, you know, uh, it's very much, very much useful on her part uh, to not have that with the, with uh, having Luke Jacobson um, wardrobe. Uh, but I, I really like the, the way the show put them um, at odds here. The highlight of the show for me, just being a Daredevil, Netflix Daredevil fan, was seeing Matt Murdock show up, Charlie Cox. And that was Charlie Cox. That was Matt Murdock. Like, like Matt Murdock for me, or Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock for me. And just from the very beginning, even with the tonal shift of what Netflix did with Daredevil, with what... And not only would you say, like, oh, how can the tonal shift happen with the MCU... I would argue just the 30-minute sitcom-y feel of She-Hulk is even more lighthearted than just MCU. Um, and Charlie Cox was able to make Murdoch feel right at home. Um, you know, and, and I think the showrunners were also aware of that. You know, as we talk about this later, uh, when we see him later in the suit, um, but just as the person, as the lawyer... And even still, the pro bono work, talking about Hell's Kitchen later, just the, the one for him, one for us, and kind of explain that. With all of that, two things do come to mind. A, I'll, I'll start with this one. Jen, feel like should have known, like should have asked, hey, you know, an investigative, the jet fuel thing. I feel like Jen should have known that as a lawyer uh, before going into the courtroom. But it is a TV show, so we'll give that. But in world... Matt Murdock said, the, may I remind you that the Sokovia Accords were repealed. I'm really curious if this is just, if they're actually going to explore this, if that was just a convenient line to justify the way they're using Mr. Immortal and She-Hulk and Murdock and, and, and having this go around without any problems. Go back to Miss Marvel and the Department of Damage Control, and what are they really functioning under? What authority if Sokovia Accords are repealed? And then finally, it's the multiverse saga. What universe are we even watching? To what extent does Loki's blowing up the sacred timeline gonna actually come back to, to in, in, and have some impact on this because we know Loki season two is coming up. So that's something that really stood out to me, you know, outside of the episode and, and or in terms of like, where does the reach, so to speak, of, of what's happening in here? Um, I just feel like there there is that up until now, like, I feel like MCU, Kevin Feige's done such a good job of letting them be creative, but also knowing and, and seeing those interconnected parts at both ahead of time and where they can pull from um, and to say, okay, you can do this or can't do that. So in that sense, really, really excited to see w how that happened. 
The next one, uh, leaping into action. I've already kind of he- teased at it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. Uh, again, the the Daredevil fight scene was awesome because I love the nod and the tribute to the hallway. You know the the infamous you know hallway shots um, that you get in fight scenes that are one the one take hallway shot in season one, um, the one take I believe stairwell shot in season two, um, and then season three oh, there was another one take shot I forget which one 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 it was, but they they have that each time and that is just so well done and. The, the fact that they gave that nod and let us know that like, yeah, daredevil can still be brutal, right? We can still have that brutality that we're used to from, from the next Netflix daredevil. Um, and, and so, you know, in, in his own show, I think we can expect to see that. And they were showing this now did find it interesting that they were using, you know, the tadpoles were using crossbows, uh, did find that interesting, um, but you know, they were clearly goons and not henchmen, you know, and then of course the Netflix theme, you know, and, and in his Matt Murdock star Lord moment, well, I, I'm, I'm daredevil <laughs> who like, like I, I really loved, uh, that element of it. Um, especially cause it's, it's, it's this weird, interesting nod of like, if you've seen the Netflix stuff, we're going to give you the nod. Here's the daredevil. Here's the theme. But if you haven't and you're just here for the She-Hulk and you're just now getting into it and you've not seen that, how would you know? And you're right there with Jen. It's like, it, you know, it's like right there with Jennifer. And she's like, oh, who are you? Who? Um, so I thought that was really, really creatively done. Um, and, of course, explaining away the, the color scheme as a Luke Jacobs. I was surprised a little bit about the way they did the suit reveal. First time I saw it, I was I was really surprised in the way they did the suit reveal. Felt a little underwhelming, but there's an element of it really makes sense the way they did it because you get the scene with Murdoch where he's saying like, "Well, you had the best of both worlds, right?" And he's kind of pushing Jen in a direction in which what he does, right? I'm going to try and do it by legal means as a lawyer, and when that doesn't work, I'm going to take the law into my own hands as as Daredevil. And you can see Jin found that very appealing. And so she's coming off of that conversation and going right into battle with Leapfrog. And so with that, it makes sense that she's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm by night going to take the law in my own hands. The suit was a little underwhelming because I feel like seeing She-Hulk is the big reveal is the suit, so to speak. But at the same time, seeing her suit up like that what was really cool is showing that kind of embracing, you know, oh, this can be done. I can kind of have this dual life. And so someone else has done it. And so I will too. Right. And so, so in that sense, I thought it was a good way in which they were doing the suit because it was a part of her choice, her choice of having this duality of, well, similar to daredevil going to fight the, fight for justice in, in one way and and when that doesn't work fight for justice in another way i'm not sure that's truly jen walters though at least from what we've seen is the way it is daredevil and so in and because that makes you know daredevil is clearly more vigilante in that sense where jen walters and hulk 
doesn't feel as vigilante or as much of a vigilant going to vigilanteism. So in that sense, I'm sure I'm not sure that we can say, oh, the identity is solved. But it is a step and it is something that I think, you know, part of seeing her growth in trying to in wrestling with who she is as a Hulk. Lastly, with just this being me, I'm apologizing to be a little bit on the shorter side, <laughs> but with just me being me going to the end, what I loved about this, um, the last most important topic, uh, what kind of twist? Uh, I really, and this is where I was going back to the, the preschooler thoughts, felt like a really good standalone episode. And I'm with her. She, she, she looks at the camera and just like, wait, why are you still here? The episode's over. Like that should have been the end. Um, was a satisfying conclusion to the episode as, as episodes go. It, it didn't make sense to carry on unless, as Jen says, something else is going on. Um, so I'm curious. Is that there's a tease of the Red Hulk and the Am I Getting Fridged tease. Her show, don't think she's getting fridged. Loved the reference, though. You know, and for those who are listening and don't know, um, the term comes out of a... I believe it's a Green Lantern comic where, and I think it's Hal Jordan, um, but I know it's a Green Lantern comic where he has to save his love interest because she was stuffed in a fridge. And and it's really calling out uh, comics' use of females and as just this, their sole purpose is for the male superhero and for someone to either look upon this or essentially someone to save. And they don't really serve any other purpose than that. I'd love to be able to say comics themselves and shows and media themselves are more aware of that. I personally think they've come a long way, but at the same time, not so much. So for example, you know, Deadpool 2, big reason why I don't didn't like Deadpool 2 as much as the first one. I feel like they just fridged um was it vanessa yeah vanessa you know spoilers i guess if you haven't seen that i feel like we should be good on this since it's um 2018 but early on as far as motivation i'll just do it this way so i don't have to be specific vanessa was fridged um and so it just it just didn't seem it just it just didn't work for me for that for that reason um and also again being she hulk show don't think she's getting fridged, but I love that, you know, that's the two teases they got. I don't think we're getting Red Hulk. I know that there's the news about Harrison Ford being cast. And as far as I know, I don't know if it's official yet um, or if it's just a rumor. I know that there is a way that it could work and basically Harrison Ford playing Thunderbolt Ross in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie and, and being Red Hulk, uh, essentially just replacing William Hurt problems with that. I don't know. Have the discussion later, you know, why is it okay to recast him, but not to T'Challa. Um, that's, that's a whole other, you know, topic in and of itself but 
that's such early rumors for Thunderbolts movie that I have a hard time imagining we see Thunderbolt Ross or Red Hulk show up. More than likely, what I really think that they were doing uh, with the with the Red Hulk, it's a red herring. You know, it's 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 one of those trying to be distracting um, to get fans excited. Um, I, I think, I think it's a red herring right at this point. Um, cause it just wouldn't make sense not to bring back, um, Tatiana. Wait, Titania. See, I did it here by myself. Tatiana Mislani playing She-Hulk would not make sense here at this point to not bring back Titania. So in that sense, and I think that it, it was really interesting cause it was, there was two parts where I thought they could have ended it. There was one where, you see She-Hulk's face, but like in the reflection of the broken TVs, you you kind of see the the people behind rushing out. I thought it could have ended there. Um, I thought it could have ended um, where she turned around and saw, and again had that push in. I think they could have ended the episode there, um, but they went on to where. Clearly, you know, she chased somebody out, got to them. Um, the concern was with She-Hulk. You know, there's probably going to be a start about, you know, can she control herself? Can she control her emotions and rage and those types of things? But then when she looked to her right, she saw somebody. Um, and it made me wonder who it might be. And so I got a couple of guesses uh, with that in mind. I know, again... It's a short episode because it's just me. Um, but with that in mind, here's my stray thoughts and final predictions. Um, my list, who, who we might see, is it going to be Todd that she keeps going on these dates with? Um, that's obsessed with her. Mallory Book, maybe. Matt Murdock, but I don't think that they're going to do that to Matt Murdock. It could be titania um i just i don't think we've seen enough of titania to warrant that kind of look and audience reaction it could be disappointment because she sees her parents and her parents are afraid so yeah like those are who i'm thinking of i'm gonna go with either parents or josh because it'd be interesting not to bring uh, uh, for me i think if the show didn't bring josh back um, so we got a number of ways to go. Um, I think one, I think the one that's really going to hit Jennifer the hardest is, um, parents or her dad and, and seeing like something over there. Cause that would really be, I think maybe explain that look on her face and kind of, you know, the seriousness of not that she doesn't understand the seriousness, but the seriousness of what happens or what could happen if and when she loses control like that. Um, so in that sense, that's my predictions for next week. And of course the one stray thought I had was where they fought that felt like the same parking lot from the dark Knight, right? Not the dark Knight rises, the dark Knight opening where Batman jumps down, crushes the van that Scarecrow is in. And he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Feels like the exact same place, exact same set. Worked really well, though. 
So, yeah, I, you know what? Again, by myself, I'm excited. You know, honestly, haven't even talked to Trey yet uh, in terms of the episode. Um, we've chatted, but not really in the details of the episode. So I'm really curious to see um, what his thoughts are. And looking forward to the next two weeks, which would be the finale and um, maybe some wrap-up, kind of a wrap-up episode of all of all eight of them. With that, until then, please make sure to check us out on social media, you know, at MCU Need to Know on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, um, the Discord is always there. If you scroll down to the bottom of the link, join the Discord. Uh, wonderful community. Um, game nights, the last Saturday night of the month. Rewatches of shows on Mondays. Uh, leading up to a new episode. So you'll get to see us tonight. If you're listening to this before 7 PM central, um, other things that we are looking at doing, you know, maybe a Halloween ish, something kind of watch, maybe not on Halloween itself. Uh, although Halloween's a Monday, Halloween's a Monday, but people go trick or treating. Um, but definitely want to watch, you know, try to find a way to watch werewolf by night with the community. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. So a lot of things going on in social media and particularly in the discord. Um, of course, always can reach out to us at MCU need to know at gmail.com. Um, lastly, ratings and reviews, uh, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, leaving those ratings and reviews, a huge help for our discoverability and just building the community, building a, a group of people that just enjoy the MCU and, you know, have that shared interest and, and, and love of the content. Of course, when you get there, one last thing on discord, make sure you click on the roll assign, click on the eye emojis. Um, that way you can see all the spoiler channels and make sure everything's open up to you. Finally, we'd like to thank Nick Sandy for our theme song, which is hindered rendition of the Avengers theme. And of course you can find more of Nick Sandy's work on the SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening in to Just Me, and next week, crossing our fingers, we'll have both of us back together to break down and recap this finale. Until then, see you all. All right, I'm recording. Let's get synced. Two... Go. Okay. Recording. Um, Sync. <sighs> Welcome to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast. Welcome to MCU Need to Know. Welcome to MCU Need to Know. Up. Welcome back to MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to this Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Jude, and this week, in this unorthodox telling of She-Hulk, uh, Trey is out. Um, hoping that by the time you're listening to this, Trey, you're feeling better. Um, and solo for me this time. Um, you know. Okay. Okay, here we go. Let's have fun. 
Welcome back to another... Uh, no, you are not welcome. <laughs>